2: Late last night, the recruiting world, more specifically recruiting in the state of Florida, was flipped on its head as longtime Miami commit Jaden Rashada, the sixth ranked quarterback in the top 24-7 rankings for 2023, flipped his commitment from the Canes to the Florida Gators. It took so many by surprise, and now it leaves us wondering, where does the U go from here, and what does this do for Billy Napier's squad in Gainesville? So, Joining me to discuss all that and more are Gabby Arudia of Inside the U and Jacob Rudner, of Swamp 24-7. So gentlemen, I'm sure the last day has been quite the whirlwind for both of you. Thanks so much for coming on. And Gabby, I'll start with you, and then Jacob, feel free to come in right after. Miami had a two-quarterback class all of 12 hours ago. Now Emery Williams remains as the only signal caller committed to Mario Cristobal in 2023. So when you first heard Rashada decided to flip to the Gators, just what was your initial reaction to the news, and how surprised were you that the Canes were going to lose one of the crown jewels of their 2023 class?
1: Yeah, my, my reaction, I mean, I think was maybe more of just like, I wouldn't say shock. I wouldn't say it was surprise. I think it was more just kind of like, wow, like, uh, you know, this kind of really happened again. uh, I mean, I think I said it on my podcast on Sunday. Like I think Jaden Rashada was maybe the Miami commit that I was watching closest just because of, you know, the way the recruitment went. I mean, obviously Florida was really involved down to the wire there. Miami kind of came in, you know, really felt like last minute and kind of, you know, picked up that pledge Um, again, and not saying that anyone needs to be super publicly supportive or tweet or anything like that, but it felt like he was the only notable commit that wasn't like kind of publicly backing, you know, Mario Cristobal Miami over the course of, you know, an extremely disappointing 2022 season. Again, does that really matter? I guess in hindsight, maybe it did. Maybe it was kind of like foreshadowing what was to come, but you know, again, I think there were signs. I think there were tells that, you know, maybe Jaden Rashada was not happy with the offense or just not happy with the product and what he saw with the field that maybe he was still looking around. I don't think that there was anything truly concrete. Honestly, a lot of it was just kind of, you know, kind of being around the recruiting game, kind of knowing how this goes sometimes and kind of reading the tea leaves and just assuming really that, you know, maybe Jaden Rashada was, you know, maybe just kind of exploring his options. And that obviously came to fruition, I guess, early Friday morning, late Thursday night, however you want to put it, he flips to the Florida Gators. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, Miami has some reconsidering to do. And I think that the plans for for what's next are already in the works. And for Florida, I don't know that it was so much of a
0: a shock that he decommitted as much as it was a shock that he committed the same night. I I think that there were a lot of people around the Florida program who foresaw this. Uh, As Gabby said, I think that uh, many people kind of view Jaden Rashada as a guy who might have been on the fence of a decommitment, who wasn't necessarily the strongest bond Miami had in the fold right now. Uh, and so the decommitment didn't really catch anybody by surprise. But the fact that he went uh, and took the extra step and committed to Florida last night when he did at midnight, I think caught a lot of people by surprise. I certainly wasn't expecting it. Uh, I knew that Florida would become a player if he were to decommit from Miami. But of course, Florida will take it but certainly a surprise.
2: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I woke up to this news and at first I thought it was just a bunch of, you know, fake accounts coming up with fake stories <laughs> on Twitter as we've seen recently. Uh, but I quickly realized uh, that it wasn't and my jaw just dropped to the floor. And of course, we we know that when Jaden Rashada first committed uh, to Miami, Florida was obviously a big player uh, in his final decision too. And, and one of the interesting things about this is that Miami went from a two quarterback class to now a one quarterback class, as I mentioned, while Florida went from just having Marcus Stokes to now a two quarterback class with him and Rashada. So Jacob, was it always Florida's intention to take two quarterbacks and now with both committed. How does Stokes fit into the mix at quarterback long term for the Gators?
0: I don't know that it was necessarily the uh the plan to take two quarterbacks, if you will. I don't think that Florida was going out of its way to take two signal callers in the 2023 class. I think the plan was always one. I think now that they have two though, uh they're certainly inclined to try and keep both. I think that uh Marcus Stokes is a guy who could use a little bit of development at the college level, whereas Jaden Rashada profiles as a guy who might be a little bit more physically ready to go and take on the challenges of the college game when he gets there as a youngster. And I'm not necessarily saying that's right away, but I think that it's just sooner than Stokes will be available to really compete. Uh, And for that reason, there's no there's no uh, indication that the program isn't inclined to take two at this point. They might as well strengthen a quarterback room that is not necessarily the strongest. It's regarded as one of the shallower units on this team right now. And so for Billy Napier to be able to take a large step towards remedying that and putting the position uh, in a way that he envisioned for it when he took over the program, Almost a year ago, I think that that's important. And one quick way to do that would be by taking in two freshman quarterbacks. I think there's even still a possibility that the team looks to the transfer portal just to see what kind of experienced options they might be able to add, especially with Anthony Richardson's future at the university somewhat uncertain. I think that there are a lot of people uh, who view him as kind of a 50-50 shot to still end up in the NFL draft this year or to come back to Florida. I think that there's momentum for his return, uh, but it's not a guarantee. So if you're Florida, you know, in in both trying to remedy the depth and trying to protect yourself from a potential Anthony Richardson departure – two quarterbacks makes a lot of sense this year. And Gabby, on the flip side, Emory Williams
2: still remains committed to the U. Do you think Miami, with the time remaining until signing day, and that's about a little over a month left, do you think they make a push to add a second quarterback, or is there just not enough time now, or is there not enough time between now and the start of the early signing period to make a push for someone else, and and the sole focus will kind of just be on making sure Williams stays in the fold?
1: Yeah, I think the primary focus is going to be holding on to Emory Williams. Again, he's someone that threw for them over the summer. I feel like Miami did a good job identifying him. Uh, he has a lot of fans in the building and you know he committed before Jaden Rashada did. And there were people at that time, again, Miami had kind of lost track with Jaden Rashada, kind of made that late push. There were people that were very okay with Emory Williams being the lone quarterback in this class. They felt like they found something in him. I mean, he's a big, tall kid. He can definitely spin it through six touchdowns in his season, in his senior season finale. So do they go try to get a second one? I think all options are on the table, but right now, I, w- I think they're kind of banking on Emory Williams being the guy in this class. Uh, do they maybe try to find, figure something out? I mean, I wouldn't put anything past Mario Cristobal, but right now I think that they are kind of in the process of exploring those options. Uh, you know, I think the transfer portal, you know, it's like same deal with Florida. I mean, I think Tyler Van Dyke, I think it's honestly, there's a very good chance that Tyler Van Dyke comes back in 2023 based on what I've been able to gather. Not super sure about the status of Jake Garcia and whether he comes back. I think he's a transfer portal candidate for Miami, uh, Jakar. Ari Brown, I think he's going to start for them on Saturday. I mean, I think Miami kind of wants to see what they have in him. And if you know, we'll kind of see what happens. But they, I, I wouldn't be super surprised if they look at the transfer portal, see what they can find there. I think all options are on the table right now. But at the moment, I would only expect Miami to sign Emory Williams in that 2023 class.
2: And, and Gabby, I'll stick with you. How much did external factors uh, play a role in this decision? Do you think for Rashada, specifically, I guess, NIL on the field yeah, play? Right. Obviously, it has, has been a year to forget uh, for Miami yeah. relationships with coaches. What kind of role do you think all of these had uh, for Rashada? Told him he flipped from Miami to Florida. And then Jacob, I'd love to hear a Florida perspective on that uh, once Gabby finishes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think we have to shy away or hide from the NIL stuff. I mean, I think, you know, it could have potentially been a big part of why he chose Miami in the first place. Um, I'm sure, you know, what's going on there with quarterbacks and stuff like that. I mean, it is what it is. We can call it, we can call it what it is. I think name, image and likeness is a factor, especially for high profile quarterbacks. Uh, So yeah, maybe, you know, there was some play in there, but again, I think he would have been probably taken care of pretty well at Miami. I'm sure he probably will be at Florida as well. Um, I think on field stuff, could i mean i again i mean you look at what miami's done on the field i mean you get blown out 45 to 3 against florida state you've lost to duke you lost to middle tennessee state i mean there's it, it, again i mean there's a lot of stuff on the i mean the product on the field i mean it shouldn't even be what it is now right again just i mean you have the number i uh, still have a top 10 class 19 commits uh, i mean you got Cormani mclean a few weeks after uh losing to duke i mean a few days after losing to duke i mean what what my well mario Cristobal has been able to glue this Thing together the way he's been able to do it is is really impressive considering the on-field stuff but they're selling a vision for the future and I think a lot of guys have bought into that again Jaden Rashada being a west coast dude all the way in northern California I think he's kind of been outside of the reach again a lot of these core commitments specials IMG guys have been to multiple games they've been around the program a lot so yeah I mean I think it's naive to say that any external factors didn't play a factor in this and you know obviously Florida's performing much better than Miami in the SEC all those things that are obviously attractive
0: I think that was well said I mean I I think that it, you'd be foolish at this point in college football to ignore NIL. It's obviously a factor in every decision with high-profile athletes. Uh, I mean, not every single one, but you would have to imagine that a, a, a vast majority of them—that's certainly an influence. Uh, and then I would agree with with Gabby. I don't know how you could ignore Miami season to this point. It's been an, a, a disappointment. They've lost to teams that they shouldn't lose to, no matter the stage of the coaching change. Uh, and then you know you combine that with the factor that Jaden Rashada is not a local recruit. It is harder to kind of sell him the vision while the team is losing. He sees things from a national perspective. And so while we haven't necessarily had an opportunity to discuss these things with him yet, I'd be hard pressed to believe that he didn't see some of that and get discouraged with the commitment, especially if it was initially rooted in, you know, NIL or whatever the case may be. I'm sure that a lot of the national noise about Miami's season so far probably led to a change of heart. And so I'm I'm not necessarily surprised by this. I think that of all the commits, just to kind of tie back to what we talked talked about earlier, You know, of all the commits that Miami has in the fold, this is the least surprising to see him. I Uh, I think that this is a situation where he is exposed to a lot of the broader perspective nationally about what's going on at Miami. And that plays a a massive influence for a family that's trying to put their kid in a situation where he can be successful right away. And I'm not surprised that Florida looks like a more encouraging option at the moment to a, a family that's on the other side of the country and has those kinds of things to consider.
2: And gentlemen, I'll end it on this one. And Gabby, you can kind of take it first. How does this affect both classes moving forward? Uh, with the decommitment and with the poor play on the field for Miami in Mario Cristobal's first season, how worried should Miami fans be that Rashada is the first, but not necessarily the last departure from this 2023
1: group? Yeah, Lance. I mean, I got off the phone maybe 10 minutes before you hopped on this call, really having this exact same discussion, and I really do feel again, it, it's it would be kind of wild, and you know who knows how this actually works out. But I think that people in Coral Gables are pretty confident that this the rest of this class kind of stays together. I mean, I think they feel very confident about this group and again the buy-in of you know Mario Cristobal wasn't selling a vision of 2022 he wasn't telling these guys hey we're going to win 10 games this year he was saying hey you guys are going to have an opportunity to come in here and, and play and while that might not have been the external message to the public to the media internally within those walls he's been telling recruits for a long time like hey we need you guys to come in here to help flip this thing around. So I think that message has been, I think that message was received a long time ago. And I think that's a part of the reason why we haven't seen a mass exodus in 2022. So yeah, you know, right now, as we're, as we're recording this Lance, you know, I do think the, I do think Miami hope hangs on to a lot of these guys. I mean, I think Francis Mauagoa sticks. I think a lot of these dudes, Cormani McLean, I, I mean, I think he wouldn't have picked Miami in, Given the circumstances, if it was just going to lead to an eventual flip, from what I understand and what I've been able to gather. So, um, you know, I do think a lot of this kind of hangs tight. It would be pretty unprecedented again, considering the on-field product. But I'm I don't think anyone in Coral Gables is in panic mode right now, thinking, okay, this is all gonna fall apart. I think the feeling is is that if this is the biggest blow we take this cycle, um, you know, I think it's kind of we have to shrug our shoulders, kind of, you know, dust up dust ourselves off and just kind of continue chugging forward. I think they have a lot they want to accomplish on the recruiting trail. They're working on a a couple flips themselves. Uh, this is big boy recruiting. Mario Cristobal, Billy Napier have been duking it out on the trail basically for throughout throughout the course of this cycle. I'm sure it won't be the last time that they face each other. And uh, you know, again, I think they're confident that they're going to kind of get down to the wire when it's early signing day, December 21st, and they're going to be feeling good about the class that they signed. So I think that's the consensus in Coral Gables right now. And Jacob, what about for the Gators? Adding Jaden Rashada is big and frankly
2: saying it's big could honestly be an understatement. With just over a month from signing day, could we see in your mind a late bunch of commitments to build? Billy Napier and the Gators?
0: I think that there's a ton of momentum in Gainesville right now. It's it's pretty obvious just with the recent stretch of recruiting that Billy Napier has been able to do. Obviously, the, the Cormani McLean hit was tough. I think that people expected him to be a gator, uh, and and less so expected him to end up in Miami's class. And and that certainly hurt. But you know, that aside, I, I've been really impressed with what Billy Napier and his staff have been able to do. Uh, they've constructed the number eight overall class in the country right now. They just added their QB one from over the summer who unexpectedly committed to Miami. Now he's in the fold. Uh, And and I think that that does a lot in terms of locking down some of the commits who might have been on the fence for Billy Napier. I think that guys who were willing to maybe keep their options open and look around are able to see some of the momentum that they're generating. They see uh, a big flip join the class. I think that that's a big deal in terms of just solidifying what you already have. And remember, Florida's already at 23 commitments so far. So uh, I think that the pace might slow down a little bit. I think that they have the opportunity now to start focusing really closely on some of the guys who they view as flip candidates. Uh, whereas you know a couple months ago, I think that they were more so in a mode of, we need to get commits and now... And they're in a really good spot, especially to have two quarterbacks, uh, one of whom is very highly regarded. Uh, I I think that the momentum is in Gainesville right now, and it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here.
2: Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting to watch as this all unfolds. Remember, we only have about a month, a little bit over a month till the early signing period starts on December 21st. Gentlemen, thanks so much for coming on. Make sure to follow Jacob on Twitter at Jacob Redner and Gabby on Twitter at Gabby Arudia 247. Also check out Inside the U and Swamp 247 for the latest on Miami, on Florida on Jaden Rashada as signing day nears. And of course, remember to like this video and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. So for Gabby Rudia and Jacob Bredner, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for listening as Jaden Rashada makes a big decision and flips from Miami to Florida. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller.